Jets fans, we're back for another audio game recap. We are recapping game six of the Jets getting beat by the Edmonton Oilers in Winnipeg in overtime. Final score was, what, five to four, right? Yep. Gentlemen, I'm here with Chris, Daniel, hey. and Brian. Hey. Hi there, gentlemen. Hey. Brian, thanks for joining us. Brian. Because you didn't watch the game at all, let's start with you. What did you think of oh, the game? I thought it was uh, I thought it was great. Uh, the Jets lost, but it was still a good game. Both teams had fun. They both tried hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think one team had less fun, especially in the third third period in overtime. Well, the Jets had fun for the first thirty yeah. minutes at least. Definitely had some fun. Lowry, Lowry sure had himself a night, though. Eh? I think he was probably best Jet, he, second star of the game. I'd say, yeah. Well, we lost see that. Right. Yeah, second star of the game. Oh that my guy. gosh, that guy. Whatever. Let's go on without him. Yeah. So, uh, Daniel, why do you uh, fill people in? What What happened with Lowry? Why did he have such a good game? That dude highs and lows. We'll just, just kind of bounce, bounce around, around a little bit. Okay. Little bit uh, well. Adam Lowry is he actually you know he, he looked pretty good in the first period like the most of the Jets uh, through the first through the first 20 and maybe even the first 30 minutes yeah that nice I think it was his second no the first goal uh, he I mean obviously playing uh, in front of or dangling around Jay Garrison is not that uh, big a deal but that was that was pretty neat he just tucked it tucked it behind uh Edmonton's uh, goalie, whatever the hell his name is, uh, Cam Talbot's pad and into the back of the net. And he had two goals and he did have a few chances for the third. So, I mean, it's good to see that line at least produce a few goals if we could take any positives from, from the game. Yeah, and it, it, his first goal, I think uh, Tanev assisted on on the second one. It was pro and both of them were sort of just nifty passes, kind of uh, spinning backwards to a guy or reaching around. To, to kind of drop a, a, a pass for him there. So it was uh, nice to see them looking, you know, for him. Nice to see Perot actually with him. I think it was just during a line change, but uh, that uh, kind of was interesting that they, they ended up together just for that little bit that he actually scored on. Kind of reminded me of uh, Tanev getting the assist on Shifley's goal the other night. Dude, it's kind of interesting, those line changes, how some guys get out there, and then you, you see them actually get some points. It's kind of Kind of fun to see. Um, we were just uh, waxing eloquently about uh, Connor McDavid before we started recording here. Hugh Brian, who missed the game. So, uh, C-Mac, you're, you're back with us now. Uh, sorry for acknowledging that you left. But um, why don't you tell tell everybody, including Brian again, um, what's so good about this McDavid kid and how is he um, the best player in the league, Justin Matthews? I, I don't even words. I've I've been going to Jets games – I mean, obviously, since they came back, and I don't pick and choose a lot of times, but when I do, my usually first choice is, are the Jets going to win? That's usually how I pick my games. Um, but I would I would go every time against the Oilers. That was just – McDavid was unbelievable. He's just so fast, and he's on a different – I mean, let's be honest. Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler are top, what, 10, 12 players in the NHL? Uh they're not anywhere close. really not anywhere close to what we saw tonight that was just unbelievable like absolutely unbelievable i used to go to games when gretzky played howard chuck solani i've seen it all what mcdavid did tonight was just it, it was unbelievable amazing yeah. yeah that was yeah like just watching him just dance around and fly around out there like i believe it was the the 
power play goalie scored where he just blew past Truba along that left wing side there and just mm-hmm. went cross crease on Hellebuck and backhanded it. That was just just incredible. Like there's really not many words to that you can describe that. Like he's just just the best player in the world. That's about it. And so uh just kind of bigger picture now, Brian. Uh, you you didn't see the game, but I know that you've obviously been following what's been happening with the Jets. Uh, getting these kind of losses, I mean, Chris pointed out the other day um, during the recap that one game isn't that meaningful of a sample size. But you know, going to the season, seeing Maurice commit to some of these lines, I mean, Bufflin being injured, what do you kind of see with this team going forward? Are you, do you have any kind of concerns, or uh, especially with the lineup that seems to not really pre- be producing offensively very well? Um, Defensively, some of the forwards are okay, but I mean, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll let you let you answer the answer the question. What do you what do you see with these guys? What's the problems? What's the good stuff? Here? I mean, obviously, it's what five six games in the season, so it's a bit too early to be concerned. But it's not that they're losing; it's how they're losing, and what they're doing to lose, who they're icing. It's it's symptoms right now that should be stopped. Now, when it's October instead of in January or February, because if this team is still the way it is, if the lineup is still the same by the All-Star break, hell, even by U.S. Thanksgiving, uh, this team is not going to the playoffs. I mean, that it's you, you're not going to be a playoff team with, Ben Sherratt and Joe Morrow as staples in the lineup. It simple as that. Um, the decor is abysmal with Bufflin out. It's Jacob Truba, who's I love him, but he's had a rough start to the year. And Josh Morrissey are really the only two actual NHL defensemen in the lineup. And I could go on and on and on about the defense, but We've seen Wheeler look rough. We've seen Ehlers look rough. The whole team's just out of sync right now. And maybe in 10, 15 games, they're fine and we all forget about it. But as of right now, with the way the team is, this is not a playoff team. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's pretty, pretty good prediction, like you said, with the way that it is. I'm curious, um, with the idea of building chemistry with some lines. I mean, eventually you figure that uh, lines that stay together would probably get something going, but I'm not sure if that's the right way to do things, but that kind of seems like Maurice's way to do, uh, do things like, especially with the little line at Ehlers line, it feels like he's going to ride that until eventually it starts to look like a line and justifies itself as opposed to maybe making some changes and uh, trying to find something a bit different. And it looks like, one of the first changes might be splitting up that Shifley and, and Wheeler. I know uh, there's been chatter online that that might be a good idea. I'm curious, uh, Daniel, do you do you see any value to switching up our, our top two lines there? Well, it's it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, Shifley and Wheeler are so good together, but they can also be good away from each other. And right now, they need to start generating offense. I mean, their shooting percentage going into tonight's game was somewhere around 4%, which is, like, not even close to league average, which should be, I believe it's, like, what is it, like, 9 or 10%. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, their PDO is kind of 
struggling right now and that that'll balance itself out by the end of the year unless they just have a horribly unlucky season which obviously is not not very likely so but anyways back to back to the original question um spreading out the talent is is very important as we see with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins I mean Phil Kessel on the third line Malkin and Crosby separate on lines one and two just using numbers to identify them um, so there's no reason why we can't say play Shifley with line A and a winger, whether that maybe be Perot, maybe get Perot up there or something. I mean, I'm not really too much of a line expert, but I believe a shakeup definitely wouldn't hurt the team at this point. I mean, it is still early and this was only game six tonight. So why can't we experiment a little bit more? I mean, they're going to score goals, but let's try to create goals to create some different chemistry, that kind of thing. Yeah, and Chris, uh, we were chatting at the game. We were Daniel and myself and Chris were all at the game tonight. We met up at one point, but Chris, you were talking about how basically the Shifley line goes out, then the Lowry line goes out, then the Shifley line goes out, the Lowry line goes out. Um, what, what what's going on with that? Like how? The, I, I don't know. It, you know, you know the conversations we had about it. Maybe you <laughs> could speak to that a bit more. I do have a question in there somewhere, but I I got nothing. So go for it. No, I. I said, I mean, we said it, and I said it last last post game. Your Lowry line is your number two line right now, and that's, I mean, they're a great possession line. I mean, we're not going to argue any of that. And you know, every everybody in the world knows how I feel about Tanev, all that stuff. But that has nothing to do with about Lowry Cop Tanev is your number two line right now, and that's a concern. Um, I've and I think. I won't speak for you guys, but I think you all agree that we've never had confidence in the Maurice Patan relationship. I'm pretty confident that Nick Patan is going to get more than a chance at second line center with uh, Ehlers and, and, uh, and Line when he gets back. Um, there's nothing happening there. And uh, you, if you get Patan back and you get a third that line that looks uh, Roslovic, all of a sudden, if Patan can make that second line go, all of a sudden you're back to your Stanley Cup tight. And this is my thing with the Lowry as your fourth line center. Um, but then uh, now you're looking like a like a uh, a competitor again. Yeah. Well, I remember. But that's just uh, how I see it. Yeah, I started a, a, a hashtag that never really got off the ground, but maybe it's time to bring it back. But I had a hashtag Patanser, as in the answer. <laughs> I'm not going to. There you go. I, I, I just explained the joke, but um, whatever. It's, I, I feel I, I agree with you, Chris. I think he could uh, really has a serious shot here because it seems like nothing is set in stone because there's nothing good enough to really set in stone, except for, like you say, that uh, the TLC line, as they're called. Um, their possession and tonight getting some points, right? Like finally they're getting some production and that was always uh, many people's concern with them is, yeah, they keep the other team their own end, but like, it'd be nice if they scored once in a while. So Lowry, you know, getting a couple tonight was, uh, was nice for sure. So um, Daniel, some of the, the, the low points uh, today, I think would mostly come in the third period for anyone who did not watch the game. Do you want to walk us through, what it looked like going into the third period and then what transpired after that. Yeah. Well, we actually, you were mentioned we all met up there. That was during the second intermission. And we were saying, oh, yeah, they'll be able That's to true. just roll yeah. the four lines and the 3D pairs through the, the third period. And we'll just have a nice, easy 
relaxing third period up up in our uh up in our seats there in the 300s and all feeling confident and then about 30 seconds in or maybe it was even 20 seconds into the third the Oilers score or what was it like was it that quick it was a minute or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it was pretty quick i was i was still in the yeah, golf course so, so. It was, yeah like under a minute into the third okay so four two uh, all right and then all of a sudden about a minute after that it's four three uh, all right so uh we're in kind of trouble here there's still about 17 and a half 18 minutes and then we're kind of watching the jets are hanging on for dear life and then and then obviously the game gets tied mcdavid picks up his fourth point and then we're off to overtime and nurse absolutely i i don't you know what i don't even know what either's and line were doing on that uh that defensive blue line positioning or whatever you want to call that. Um, but that was all set up by Ehlers trying to pass to Shifley, who was clearly going off for a change. He signaled for a change and everything. So the Jets lost puck possession then and then lost the game about 20 seconds later. So that's just one big 22 minutes of lows right there. <laughs> yeah. It sure was. All the air got let out of the, the building at over that 22 minutes. Um, so Brian, you, you heard all of what we had to say, you know, what's going on with the team. What changes would you, you make to this lineup to make it better? I mean, there's without going after free agencies that don't exist or trades that are made up within the system, you know, from the, the moose all the way up, how could this team be better? Where from the, the, the line combos to players that you might insert into the lineup? Um, well, I'm going to get the obvious one out of the way. Niku put Sammy Niku in the lineup. Um, <laughs> right. He's actually Run played forward. four games, which is the amount that Kyle Connor played last year before he came yeah. up and scored 31 <laughs> goals. So, so he's ready now. Thursday is yeah, the time. Sam, he is 100% Sammy Niku ready. is now ready. Yeah, he's, he's now ready for ready the now. NHL. He's officially. Yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, I'm splitting <laughs> up all the forward lines. I'm splitting yeah. up Connor Schleifley-Wheeler. I'm splitting up Cop Lowry-Tanev as... I'm I'm pushing Lowry up to the second line. He can handle the minutes. He we've seen he can handle the minutes. We've seen he can score. I've I mean I'm somebody that's been all over the map with Lowry throughout his time here. I've been his biggest defender and his biggest critic, probably all within the same calendar year. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's obvious now that he is a bona fide, really good defensive talent like teetering on elite defensive talent and what he can do with an offensive player like a Matty Perot or even, hell, even a line A. Let's, let's get real weird with it. Let's just put Lowry with line A. Oh, let, you, you, would, you wouldn't be the first to suggest that. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, at this point, when you're losing like this, when you blow a four to one lead to the Oilers, who are the NHL's punchline right now, I mean, you kind of have to get creative with it and think outside the box, and obviously put Patan in the lineup. I'd I'd say put Dano in the lineup, but he's he's in he's in heaven now. He's 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 he'll be in the lineup. Yeah. He'll yeah, in. he'll be in the lineup finally. Um, he's, rest he's in caught peace up in Dano. immigration right now, but he'll be he'll be yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Poor character. Terrible, I think, terrible character. I think issues. Ice has him right now. 
Um, but yeah just get creative with the lineups put Nico in put Patan in am I gone yeah Yeah, no you keep going it's just Chris he comes and goes we make fun of him creativity right now is the solution and I don't know if Maurice has it in him that's the one thing that worries me can Maurice adjust when he needs to? I mean, he's beating the dead horse with Ehlers' little line and I think he he dies on him. Is keeping these lines together? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Well, it's um. Go ahead, Daniel. So I, I'm putting you on the spot, Brian. But what would be your your four lines? You said split them all up. Just just name off four lines maybe the best you can or whatever you've been thinking all right um uh, right now just off the cuff i'd have to really sit down and think about it but one i was thinking just would be perot line a and lowry with lowry down the middle perot on the left line a on the right um i would shift brian little to wing I would yep. keep Roslovic on the wing. Yep. Um, <laughs> d- down the middle, uh, Shifley, Little, or Shifley, Lowry, and Pop. Um, yep. Like yeah. And then uh, keep Connor with Shifley. I like that. That's like the one real thing I would keep. Yeah, okay. That probably puts Patan with Wheeler then. Yeah, Patan with Wheeler. Probably uh, Ewers, Patan, Wheeler. That would probably Connor be very... Shif- I could see that, yeah. Connor, Shifley, Roslovic. And then what, Veselainen, Kopp, Tanev, or... Or, yeah, Veselainen, Kopp, Little. That would be... Yeah, that, that would be a pretty decent rundown, I think. I, I'm I, sorry, I put you on the spot there, but just, just spitballing or whatever. There's, a, there's always uh, some fun combinations you could come up with for the forward lines. The the more problematic thing is the, the defense because there isn't certainly isn't the same amount of depth. And with Bufflin being injured right now, we're, I'm sure it's short term, but uh, that it really becomes a disaster on the back end when you're trying to figure out who you can put where because there isn't enough who's, right? Like Brian, I think you've said a couple times, there's basically two NHL defensemen well, in the lineup tonight, right? So there's there's three NHL defensemen in the lineup and uh, three other guys, right? And and it it shows on most nights if you start looking into the stats, their possession stats, their you know the shots that they give up and and whatnot too. So it's problematic more on the defense. I think the forward line, yeah, they need some creativity, but uh, that that could maybe solve some things. But uh, I'm a bit more curious how we solve that that back end or yeah. Maybe one of you, maybe Daniel, you could speak to that. I, I there are some answers in uh, with the moose, but Daniel, maybe you put Brian on the spot. I'll put you on the spot. What would you do with our, our defensive lineup to kind of maximize that? Um, well, obviously Truba Morrissey, that's top shutdown pair. You got to keep them together, and then it gets kind of tricky. Um, I've I obviously would love Niku and Bufflin together. I mean, some people don't like that idea because they're both offensive minded, but. That would just be, I think that would be a good combination, especially Bufflin can carry anybody 
and Nico needs less carrying than, say, a Sherratt or a Moro, right? And then for the third pair, I mean, just to keep hands, like keep left and right hand defensemen, you got to go probably, I'd say, Kulikov and Myers as much as I don't want Myers out there. But if he only plays 12 minutes a night or 12 and a half minutes a night, that's manageable and you can shelter him in that situation. So that's probably where I'd go with that. And Sherratt and Moro, you can just ship off to Seattle or wherever. What about uh, Pullman on, on his off wing? On Instead the third of Kulikov? Yeah. Or would you... I, you know what? Actually, that's a good point. I mean, Pullman had a pretty off preseason, but if you could, I don't know, Kulikov and Pullman and trade Myers, I don't know. Yeah, that's... I yeah. mean, Kulikov, like, he actually didn't... I know they got shelled on in his first game. I didn't really notice him too much tonight. Harder to notice some of those things when you're when you're at the game, a lot more going on, especially when you don't have a notepad or a laptop in front of you to keep track. Um, but I noticed, I know they got shelled, but he was was playing with, I believe it was Ben, was it Sherratt mostly? So that's kind of kind of a an anchor and a half they got there, the right? Shot. So yeah, they got they got absolutely shelled, but he didn't look like you know he looked healthy, right? So that's at least something that you can maybe build on, right? So that's. Maybe a Kulikov Poolman as a third pair because you could shelter that pretty well. Danny, what do you think of this idea, though? I saw someone suggest before online having uh, Buff with Morrissey and Truba with Niku, thinking that Truba might be able to carry Niku a, a little bit more and a bit more speed in his game and stuff to maybe cover for him, whatever it is. I've saw some people suggest that that, that might actually be better happening if, if Niku were to slot into that top four? Uh, well, I guess, yeah, that, that's a possibility. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I might not like about that is the way Truba's playing right now. He kind of almost needs, maybe not to be carried, but he needs someone more reliable to, to be pairing with him, which would be Morrissey. Whereas Bufflin has been known to carry the young guys like Niku or like most notably is Ben Sherratt when he first entered the league, right? Everyone will remember that. Like he made Sherratt look absolutely amazing on the eye test when, you know, maybe they weren't, weren't the best, right? It's, it's, it's Buff's fault. We still have Sherratt. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and maybe to, to some, uh, uh, to speak of Hellebuck, maybe we didn't even talk about the, the goaltending, but last year, you know, there's a pretty strong argument that, uh, he seemed to justify the signing of Paul Maurice in, in a way. Like you got him playing out of his mind and uh, saving the coach's job when he's maybe not putting the best lineup out there or doing doing the right things. I know, you know, for anyone listening right now or when this gets posted, most of us are not big Paul Maurice fans, but I've always said Paul Maurice though, is the one person though right now that can do the right thing because he is the head coach. So if he were to make the good decisions, I would definitely give him credit for it. But it seems like you said, Brian, it feels like he's stuck where he won't kind of make the creative choices. He won't do the different thing that maybe needs to be done. And that's the knock on him. Like he's got the position to do it. He's got experience. It sounds like they have a good uh, analytics team that, that they're confident in. I mean, there's a, uh, it seems like there's a lot of good things to, to build off here, but can can he pull the trigger and actually, you know, make this team better and really optimize the lineup is the, is the real question. So. That's a question for fans of teams that have had Maurice as coach over the last 20 years. And I remember when he was first hired that 
Carolina Hurricane fans would always say, like, oh, yeah, the, the novelty wears off. And I, I, <laughs> I, fe- I remember the same old issues, like, yeah, he's really stubborn. He doesn't adapt. Um, yeah. And it's apparent. It's plain as day. He's, he is afraid to adapt. Yeah, but that, I guess uh, like anybody, even with your with ourselves or for anyone, um, you probably don't want to be pigeonholed. You know, you see the person that you knew in high school. I mean, Brian and Daniel, you're not that far removed from it. And then like, oh, you're the person in high school that was like this or like that. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm different now. I've grew, grown up in a way. So I'd like to think that he could change it and do do the right thing. But um, he certainly starts uh, needs to start listening to some some other people around him. So um Chris, uh, I'll leave you with the, the goaltending. Um, you can maybe speak to Brossois last game. Or no, you already did, sorry. Um, but maybe talk about Hellebuck's game today. Uh, did you did you like his game? I don't think he faced absurd amount of shots. It was but, mid, uh, mid-30s, sorry, like I think. Five, five on 33, yeah. I think. Five on 33, so that's whatever. That's in the eights, I'm sure. Um, but... Uh, I, well, it's tough to judge when you don't, uh, when you don't watch the highlights, uh, cause I haven't watched them yet. Um, I don't think goaltending is something we need to worry about. I think that's a, that's a defense thing and it's a Connor McDavid thing. <laughs> I mean, that guy comes flying in off of a wing like that. I mean, I don't care who you are. You're not making that save. Uh, I don't care angles, whatever anybody wants to tweet about oh, he should have this, he should have that, I don't care, you're not making that stop. Um, that That's right now the least of, for me, the least of the worries. Um, right. You've got, again, you've got three AHL defensemen, um, and maybe if you want to push it, maybe four right now. Uh, playing, you gave up five goals. Things are going to change. Bufflin's back uh, on Thursday, it sounds like. Um, it's a stubbornness. I agree completely with what Brian is saying. And this is, again, I'll repeat what I said last, last recap. I'm not positive that I'm the right guy for game recaps because I'm a big picture guy. And, uh, I, I get frustrated with, with where the team's at at the moment because it's, it's always seems to be a small picture. Fuck this thing. <laughs> this. I'm right beside my router just for everyone's uh everyone's knowledge there to... uh, acknowledgement. <laughs> I'm right I'm like I'm sitting on it. So well, that's but, all right. Uh, you know what? I think we I think we covered everything. We're at uh, at about thirty minutes here. And um just to let everyone know if you're listening to this, make sure you tune in in the next uh, day or two because we're gonna be posting an interview with uh, Kyle Wellwood. So uh, tomorrow, Chris and I are going to be recording with him. So that's exciting. So uh, I think we got lots of good fan questions that are going to be involved in that. we got some other interviews that are coming up as well. I can't think of them all right now. And there's uh, a bunch that we're chasing too. So Daniel and I are working on a yep. couple, right? So, and, uh, and, and the great idea, which I don't want to say publicly right now, but our, our, our one idea member that we had at the restaurant, that, that's oh, yeah. got to happen. That's, <laughs> that would be like the coolest. So, yeah, I was talking to Chris about that tonight. So, uh, what is that? No, what is that? I'm not going to say no. And we're signing off and the end.
<laughs> Thanks for listening oh, to the Jets. I'm going to leave you all with I'm going to leave you all with one thought here. Either's baton lining. Yeah. Now you end it. Yes. It's everybody yeah. saying it. This is what's yeah. going to happen. Let's do it. That will happen. Uh, this L uh, E P the left line. Pal. No, sorry. I, I was trying. I was hoping the there apple. would be something. Better. Apple. Help. <laughs> the Jets need help. 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 That's the only thing that. Yeah, we need help. English Premier League. Right. Oh, yeah. EPL. yeah EPL. There we go. That's good, Brian. All right. Thanks for listening. This is officially the end. Goodbye.